Namaste. Much has been spoken about the mother's symbol. It is a lotus seen from top, flower seen from top. It has a core, it has four petals, it has twelve petals and everywhere it is there. But we all know that there is also Shurabindu's symbol which we don't much speak about. Shurabindu's symbol is um, the symbol of perfect fulfillment, perfect perfection that is going to manifest upon earth. And as we know, this symbol has a history. Initially, the symbol was made in a way that in the center it is not a square but a rectangle. And the triangles were not equilateral but isosceles triangles. Meaning thereby the two sides were equivalent same but the base was shorter. And this symbol was made by with the help of Pavitrada. And slowly this symbol began to undergo its own change. And today what we have as the final symbol is two equilateral triangles. One ascending, the other is descending and at their junction is the perfect square. So it is a perfect perfection. And in the square we see that there is water and on the water there is the lotus. So this is the symbol. What does the symbol signifies? This equilateral triangle from below which is rising up is matter aspiring How does matter aspire? First through life. Life is an aspiration in matter, a cry for something greater, something beautiful, something divine. Life aspires. But life does not know how to aspire. What it is really seeking? It's blind. But it aspires. So there comes light. What it must seek? So the vague seeking of the light becomes conscious. So matter aspires through light, life. But even when the seeking is conscious, what will give it the upward thrust? So we have love. Matter aspires through light, life, light and love. It also represents the three layers of a being. Life, we know, is the entire vital energy. Light is referred to the mind and Love refers to the heart. So matter aspires through light, life and love. These are the three things which help us in our upward ascension. So a lifeless person who has cut himself off from life, who has no joy of life, a sannyasi type of fellow who starts shunning life, running away from life, is not ready for this yoga. He is only looking for a door of escape. Life. It is a cry for light. It is a cry for the infinite. At one place, Shurabindu says, Life, you have a cry for the infinite. That's why life is never satisfied. Though people say we are very satisfied. When they say, then ask them, For how many, how long you have been satisfied? And how long you will be satisfied? You see, there is that famous story of that man whom, who used to smoke. He was a yogi and I wouldn't say where. And someone asked him, you can't even give up cigarette. He said, very easy. It's very easy to give up cigarette. I give it up every day. (laughs) I give it up every day. Now in life there is a cry for endless, endless. And that is why there is the whole idea of rebirth. 
Rebirth is so, because in one finite limited life, we cannot exhaust all this seeking of life. It is seeking for the infinite. That's why this life, when it has climbed through number of births, at one point it says, my God, I cannot really find what I am seeking. And then it has matured to understand that within the limits of the human consciousness frame, my seeking can never be fulfilled. So it begins to seek the infinite. Now when it begins to seek the infinite, then light comes in, opens a path or many paths. You see, light is like the sun, thousand rays. You pick up one road, second road, third road, fourth road. But walking the path in a dull, dry way, I am on a path and one is looking very serious, very grim. Kya karein, roj meditation karna padta hai, bhoat difficult, it's very difficult every day, you know, I have to sit in the morning and meditate. Why? Because Guruji has told me. That is not the way of yoga. Yoga is never done with a despondent heart. Sri Krishna says, it has to be done with a glad and not a despondent heart. So once Satprem, who had gone to learn Tantra from a Tantric Guru, he tells mother, he has told me this particular mantra, Mahalakshmi's mantra, which the mother later on revealed to him. You have to sit squatting on the floor, draw this diagram and do it one lakh times every day. He says, mother, this is too boring. But I am doing it because Guruji has told me. So mother laughed. She said, show me what is what has he shown, drawn for you. She sees, counts immediately. She says this for, you know, Mahalakshmi, this number stand. Then he laughed and said, you see all this is not really necessary at the end. <laughs> Why? Because, okay, it will have some effect. But it should be a joyous thing. You can't compel somebody to love God. It has to awaken from inside. That's why many times there is a lot of shake-ups and break-ups, two sides of the same coin. After the break-up and the shake-up, something comes from inside. Say, oh, now I want. So, this is how love is born. So, love is the bridge, ultimately bridge. Light can show you the path, but it's very difficult to climb on the path. Life is crying, seeking. Light comes, says, okay, there is the sun. See the rays, climb, try climbing. He says, I can't even hold it. It is said of the rishis, they climbed by the rays and wanted to reach the sun. Rays means you pick up a thread of aspiration, idea, climb by that. So love, love is, leans from above, awakens in the heart and says, okay, what does love do? He says, tie yourself with me. Love is a glory from eternity sphere. And with that linking, we climb. So that is love. So this is how matter aspires. It's an aspiration in matter. Matter has been created to manifest the divine. And to leave matter and go away is to leave the work undone. So it aspires. Matter, our very matter, our physical body aspires. That's why you see in the physical body itself, in the very cells, there is this craving, hunger. Snare of forms, as Shirobindo says. Why? Because even the senses in our blindness seek beauty and love and delight. 
but it's ignorant it doesn't know so that's how it goes through matter aspires through light life and love so in response to that there is the answering grace so grace now we have the descending triangle again equilateral triangle so that is sat chit ananda sat is pure existence if sat touches our material existence will be blown off it will dissolve it's like original matter plasma plasma is fourth state imagine matter in its original state ionic state super ionic state if you want to i mean there is no word for it its original state touches this matter what's going to happen most likely it will evaporate sat pure substance in that substance there is no degeneration no disease obviously no death and that substance must be established here by transforming it that we have already said why this plan i think yesterday's talk on so sat chit consciousness force even in little knowledge beyond a limited mind what happens we say i'm getting too confused tell me something very simple why does shubindu write such long long sentences so that we can bear a little of that knowledge otherwise like gargi when she asks yagnavalk on what is the self woven and yagnavalk says after a series of questions yagnavalk says gargi one more question and your head will fall off so you see there are all these left liberal waiting see 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 male chauvinism just because she is a woman she can't ask questions oh <laughs> hold on yagnavalk had the greatest respect for gargi she has written richas in the vedas one of the rishikas what yagnavalk is saying in fact the whole dialogue is cryptic gargi this is the limit of the mind if the mind tries to go beyond it will it has to vasten itself so much that it can contain that truth when mother's first experience of the supramental contact she says my head was bursting with the contact of that power must imagine the consciousness that has created the universe and the brain cells have to first receive it brain cells are the first receiving point so when we read life divine it's a big grace of shurvindo that he wrote such difficult sentences hoping that his dear 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 disciples will try to read and in the process their mind will grow become ready to receive the light so he gave us like a capsule okay you can't take the full thing this is a capsule read it this capsule will start preparing your mind the disciples are very smart they want a concise something so then he said your people will make concise so all the works of shirbindo finally said okay savitri you just read it don't try to understand it it will do the work so what 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 are shirbindo's word they are capsules of light when they enter they are released and prepare the ground for knowledge they are like seeds of light planted inside the furrows of the brain because brain is the first recipient if the brain doesn't is not able to receive people break down it's true you needs a strong body and brain to receive this light if the mind is very narrow it will start turning it into a dogma at one place shubindo says in one of his aphorism thus spake ramakrishna thus spake vivekananda 
but realize it. So even Shurbindo said this, mother said this. But what is the ground from which they are saying this? We can turn it into a very small, limited way. So mind must become vast and plastic. So that it can contain at least little bit of that consciousness. Sat, chit. Chit is tapas. It's a force. It's a tremendous energy, consciousness. It's at once knowledge and power. So if we are getting sleepy when we read Synthesis of Yoga, don't stop reading. Keep reading till we can stay awake. <laughs> it's a yoga in its own right actually. Then Sat, Chit and Ananda. Last is Ananda. Ananda is the first star of creation. Ananda is the last which will be realized. See, what is connected with Ananda? It is love. It's very difficult to receive the touch of Ananda. Even a cricket match makes us feel, yay and all this we start shouting. Ananda is beyond pleasure and pain, beyond joy and sorrow, beyond happiness and suffering. When we have gone through all these stages, beyond enjoyings, then we are ready for the delight. So, all these start descending slowly, slowly. See, it's a, it's a dynamic um, um, symbol. So, initially there is aspiration and there is a contact of the divine. So, the two triangles meet at some junction. That is the beginning of yoga. Then there is a descent and the ascent becomes more and more perfect. Equilateral triangle means this. this is a perfect aspiration in matter. It's not that a part of life is revolting, part of mind is dark. So the descent becomes more and more of Satchidanand. Then a point of time comes when both are there, but in a perfect harmonious union. Because otherwise matter will dissolve. So that perfect Square is the sign of perfection. That's the supermind. Perfect union. And that's why it's a slow and exacting process. In the yoga we see that one part is prepared, then divine says, okay, this done. He keeps it aside. Storehouse. He has some very big storehouse. And you want that experience. But no, no, no. Prepare the other part. Other part working goes on. Then he says, okay, this also I'm keeping it. Then the third is getting, you don't know, it's an endless journey till one day all these are ready, he brings them together and integrates and you have the new creation. That's how it goes. So then it is the perfection. So in the center, there is water which is multiplicity, meaning that by creation, this perfection is not a limited, um, one-pointed, like we have this idea of perfect human being mentally and we have a checklist tick boxes and we tick if all perfect 10 out of 10 9 out of 10 less than perfect 0 out of 10 <laughs> not yet begun but we all know this is so relative but the divine perfection is not that it is infinite it is not limited to a certain set of qualities it will keep on growing growing Take it as much as you can. And it will keep expanding. 
and in each one it will take a different route because it's infinite it's not like everybody will do the same thing the same mantra at the same time and arrive at the same each one will have his own path towards the grand disclosure and manifestation of the infinite so multiplicity not uniformity and who is at the center of it all conducting the whole process is lotus the avatar so lotus is the symbol of avatar because it bloom its seeds are in the mud and it blooms out of the mud so the avatar descends into the mud and mire of human clay and it blooms shows this mud that even he uses the elements of mud and mire as shurbindo says in his god's leader labor and something we see when shurbindo had come here something very similar it was a ghost town after 6 o'clock people could not move out in pondicherry they were robbers muggers all these people. everywhere must have been but here it was a sleepy town because no revolution nothing so after 6 o'clock all those ungainly activities so you couldn't go alone even men couldn't go alone so you know they would go together most of them would the decent people would bring whatever they have to bring and keep with them to cook or etc that ghost town today people want a little bit of the ghost town to be alive <laughs> bubbling with you know as mother said at one place people do not know what shurbindo means for the city of pondicherry but how did the journey begins that lotus coercing my godhead i have come down into this sordid earth ignorant laboring human grown twixt the gates of death and birth he has come from beyond the gates so this is the avatar and all of it is being done by the avatar who is quietly at the center of it all so let's close with our homage reverence gratitude promise from our side commitment completest submission giving surrender at the feet of the avatar of the new creation shurbindo and the mother